here we are, bottom of the Smash Mountain, and I am so thankful to be joined by all of you, especially those of you from the patreon.com slash bsmpod, to all my patrons who are subbed over there. Thank you so much for your continual support, especially big shout-outs to the senior producers. We got Ventus Official, we have my mom and dad, shout-out, shout-outs, love you all, and of course, the biggest shout-outs of all time to our guests for this evening. We have Deer, your favorite head TO up in the British Columbian area. Dare I say Canada. Dare I say the world. Battle of BC. The person who built this whole thing up with Gallant Gaming. And I'm so excited to have you on again, Deer, because last time we did this, I was in my car with my phone. You were very gracious to join me, all that fun stuff. But now, this is a little bit nicer, I would say. I could see you. I'm so you. proud of how far you've come, man. <laughs> I just watched that intro and everything i've been seeing the stream yeah not in your car you have video and it's yes. crisp and the audio <laughs> is crisp so yeah it's crazy how much has happened between february of last year and you know now we're in july of 2022 yes yeah. And you have thrown one of the one of Melee's favorite events of this year of 2022. Battle BC4 was so cool, was so fun. So I, of course, very very sad I wasn't able to make it up. I'm I'm in the I'm in the phase of my life where I go. I would love to go to every single Melee event, but I can't. Um, I'm actually only going to. Uh, just just two majors this year. I went to Pound earlier this year, and then I'm going to drive up to Detroit for the big house. I'm not even going to fly. I'm going to drive because I think that's still possibly cheaper. I don't know. I'll, I'll have to do the math later, but I, I feel so bad. Even because when you're going to a lot of events, that doesn't really change. There's still, you always want to go to more events. There's always events you want to go to, but you just can't. And you're in the post-turning blues yourself. You were uh, not only, of course, the head tier of Battle BC4, you were all up in that, but you were also up at Gamal at Get On My Level 2022. So lots to talk about. Thank you so much for joining me, dear. So you, you just dive into whatever you like. How are you doing? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Great to see you. Definitely on that post-Torny Blues. I was in Toronto. I actually spent about 10 days in Toronto. I got there pretty early. I have some really good friends out there. So I was just crashing at my friends and working remotely from there and hanging out and seeing my friends in the local scene. Got to spend a lot of time with Joe leading up to the tournament as well. Um, Gommel itself was a blast. Honestly, that tournament was was a dream. It's four nonstop days, pretty much, of simulation for me, being surrounded <laughs> by homies in a city where we're all having a good time. And then the tournament itself, like, I got to... I actually was involved in helping out with the tournament. I was a part of the staff team there. Uh, the Gallant team ran the ladder at the event, so we actually had a ladder at Gommel on Friday and Saturday. Oh, that's so cool. And... Uh, yeah, it was, it's always really fun to support and be at another event where you're not the main stress guy, you know, coming from <laughs> my own event at Battle of BC or an event I'm hosting, and then being at Joe's event where I just have to focus on this one little piece of the puzzle, which is the ladder and making sure that works. And then also just being a, a person who can help float and help in any emergency. Like I end up pool captaining a pool and just helping Joe where, he, where needed. But uh, I had a great time at Gommel getting to see so many of my old friends and friends from around the world, but also getting to meet brand new faces and new friends uh, is always exciting. This was actually my first open major outside of my own battle of BC that I've been to in a, in a couple of years. Like I, 
outside of summits, summits are a unique environment where there's only like, you know, like 30 to 50 people or whatever to meet. But here I was at like, this is an 1800 person event in the end. And so I got to meet so many people who I've interacted with online. And it's always fun to meet people who you've been interacting with online in person, put a name to a face. And the thing about Smash is as soon as you meet that person, like they're instant homies, right? Yeah. So Smash has given me instant homies around the world. And that's always, I don't know, it's just so cool that we can we can have something like that. Um, I, I, I think through running the Gallant Melee Opens, I got to know a lot of names in the community from running these online events with people around the world. There were so many tags that I've gotten to know and I'm familiar with, or I've talked to them in their StarGG chat or on Discord or on Twitter. And then, yeah, there they were at the event. And uh, that was cool. Even people from Europe who I recognized because we hosted a, a European edition at one of the Gallant Melee Opens. And so I got to meet Kingu and Max and yeah, just just a great time. Shout outs to Gommel, shout outs to Joe, shout outs to all the, the homies I was with there, Catherine, Arnaud, Jared, and everybody else. Yeah. It was really cool to look at all the attendees that were going to go into the event looking in as we were getting up to Gommel where I was going. There's so many people who are traveling from internationally, especially a lot of UK players coming out to play at this tournament, which I thought was really cool because it is obviously great to see players travel to play in events in the US. But I loved how a lot of players coming from around the world to play in an event in Canada really makes North America feel like the the, the full the full North American continent experience, I guess. And it's cool that with, with the fact that the, this, this venue that I think was the first time Gommel had used this venue, having the hotel connected to the venue. That's what I was hearing from Twitter, how you just, you just wake up, you're around smashers, you go downstairs, you're around smashers. It's just like, you know, paradise for someone who's really into smash, whether it's melee ultimate or both. And then all the other stuff that they have going on. There was a boat after party. I saw you get to go to a friggin' boat, dude. That's cool. Oh my God, that boat was insane. It was like 400 smashers on a boat. But it was, like a lot of people, I guess, when they picture a smasher party or a gamer party, they probably have some like negative, like, oh my God, it's probably like kind of gross and lame. But that was honestly one of the best parties <laughs> I've literally ever been to. Like everybody was so hype, having such a good time and everybody was just there. And yeah, we were on a boat. I really was sad when it was ending, when we were pulling back into that dock. There was three floors to the boat. The first floor was like a karaoke floor and a bit more of a, a chill floor, which was really fun. The second floor was like ravey kind of vibes. And there was a bar there. The bar lineup was like consistently like 45 minutes an hour, which <laughs> yeah. wasn't the best one. Mm-hmm. And then the top deck was like the full party floor. People were just dancing and going crazy the entire night. And yeah, Gommel was Gommel was a dream. And yeah, you mentioned the hotel venue. That venue is amazing. It's right in the center of downtown, like 123 Queen Street, like dead center and 24-hour tournament venue so after we went out on friday after we went out on saturday like both nights we came back to the venue at like 3 4 a.m and just played some more games and there were always people there um on saturday at like 4 a.m i played the craziest friendly session with daladex the uh the fox player who posts the crazy twitter clips of his tech skill and makes this those like uh really cool skins and 
I was just like, wow, I, I can't believe this is real life right now. It's 4 a.m. <laughs> and I'm just getting shined on consistent, like quadruple shined, quintuple shined on. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. you're not a slouch. You're not a slouch either. You got a nice puff going on over there, dear. Hey, thanks so much. I didn't have the best bracket performance of this tournament. Um, my puff is a little less in shape than I want it to be, but I can't really blame myself. Uh, rather, I can't be too hard on myself given I haven't had the chance to put time into competing in the last couple months. But yeah, I love... I don't know if everybody knows this, but I love playing Melee even more than I love organizing or doing anything else for Melee. I can sit down and play Melee for hours on end. Time just disappears when I'm playing Melee. And yeah, I'm a I'm a box Jigglypuff player, so mm -hmm. on a rectangle. Uh, and that's that's a fun challenge. My hands kind of suck. And so a couple of years ago, I actually took a break from Melee, went to Ultimate full on. And then when I got my box, I went back straight into Melee and relearn the game and am able to play again oh that's so cool that you you have this new way of experiencing melee that's a little bit easier on your hands i've been practicing the box a little bit shout outs to wait hold on yes shout outs to pk Smokey for for helping me get my my box controller the rectangle controller helped pay for that so super shout outs check out check out uh, the um the uh the oh gosh sorry this project that i will remember the name of but the point is is that i'm practicing box for the past month ish a little bit here, a little bit there. And I am going, why is the up button on the right side of my hand? I don't understand it. <laughs> and, I, and I'm starting to realize you could actually, you can actually get uh, sore hands if you're not careful on the box as well. The, the mm -hmm. assumption, it can't be that you're just good to go automatically. Yep. The nerves where you start to tense up and your fingers start to hurt. It's because it's the same thing. You, you need to be yep. aware of what your hands are doing, even if they're in a slightly better neutral position. Actually, yeah, that was huge. When I first started playing on the box that first month, I was really scared. I actually ate message hacks and I was like, dude, my hands still really hurt when I'm playing on the box because it is still, you have to be very conscious. It's still like my posture check is huge on the box. I'm consistently posture checking, making sure my shoulders are squared. I'm not slouched and my wrists are not like resting on it. You always have to keep your wrists floating. Um, it's really important to keep good posture when you're playing melee at any time. I agree. <laughs> Speaking of posture, you got to see in person. Like, I saw you in the crowd a couple of times for top eight melee. You got to see <laughs> some legendary posturing by Mook and those reverse 3-0s. Yeah. I mean... I, I, we could hear the room and we could hear the players on stream, which was so cool, but obviously nothing like it was in person. I mean, could you even describe it? Um, no, but uh, I think <laughs> yeah. I'm just so impressed because Battle of BC and Gommel both, the Canadian crowd brings huge energy. I love yeah. the Canadian crowd. It, they're, they're respectful, they're fun, they're exciting, and everybody's just cheering their hearts out. So yeah, it was, it was great. And both Battle of BC and Melee, sorry, Battle of BC as well as Gommel did Melee first yes. uh, on the top eights. And I think that's a great decision. Super great does, decision. <laughs> 
what that does is all of the ultimate players they they stick around and they spectate and they're hyped to spectate melee top eight as well because they right they like watching melee at, at the top level there's so many hungry box fans in the room you know um so yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the the room was just insanely full and the energy in the crowd was was infectious and i can only imagine how players managed to play through that because i sure couldn't <laughs> so what i really liked was uh, of course there was a little bit of a wwe moment with the IBDW reverse pop-off but there's there's all these cutouts in the crowd and flags and I love just seeing like little extra stuff like that I don't know how feasible it is to do that all the time to have all the extra audio the cameras set up everybody ready to instantly like we got a lot of great shots from that reverse pop-off and the other moments that happened I mean seeing the JMOOC pop-off that sort of like lawnmower start motion or punching down on something I don't know but this it's a so much extra production but it ends up being a really really great product and it was so well executed yeah. even despite oh and the other meme moment of the first match of, of top eight of melee crashing a little bit there and everybody oh. going what yeah. <laughs> everybody was it's really funny hearing crowd reactions to things that sometimes i would just like shut up and just try and listen because people sound like the melee crowd sometimes like people audibly gasp you can hear everybody gasp when something crazy happens it's it's actually awesome to see because everybody's having the exact same reactions everybody's so invested in the game that's going on in front of them um on the note of the production being beautiful i really really want to shout out and give some recognition to waveform i don't think people actually really understand how broadcast production necessarily works for majors but behind the scenes of both gommel and battle bc and many other really really big events that you know and love ceo they did the production for as well waveform is the actual group that runs the broadcast for those uh, waveform productions they're based out of ontario gommel was kind of one of the tournaments that they originated from and they've come so so far from their first gommel and now seeing the level of production that they brought to both battle bc and gommel like they blew it out of the park ayub was the main one of the main camera guys on stage who captured all of those crazy moments and everybody on the waveform team is a, is a blessing to work with and is so 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 freaking talented at what they do so huge shout out to them waveform also if you're not familiar recently partnered with melee everyday so the melee everyday crew is actually a part of waveform as well so juna flashburn and co Oh, that's really cool to hear. And uh, Waveform, hey, if you continue to do stuff like that, we're going to have beautiful, so viewable, like, and, and all these amazing moments captured very, very well on future top eight events. And I'm thinking about the audio, especially. We're hearing IBDW say, if you just want to do this all day, well, they, well, they're good shit. Like, I loved hearing that so much. So because... much salt, man. I, I love hearing those clippets too. Because, yes. And it was really funny because they couldn't actually. When I, so I watch F1, and that's one of my my favorite parts about watching F1 is like hearing all the or like after the race. I love hearing all of those listen ins and stuff yes. like that. Back when I watched League of Legends, they did that kind of stuff as well. So shout outs to HyperX for making that possible with the HyperX listen ins that mm-hmm. they had sponsored with their with their quadcast mic. So yeah, they also helped out Battle VC. So shout outs to any organization that's supporting helping us bring better melee content and entertainment to the world.
Yeah, I I think that the the production for Gommel it's so unfair to go to the next tournament, whatever. Well, I guess it's going to be doubled down. And I will say they had somebody who was walking around at Pound doing the exact same thing that um, that they were doing for for Gommel, having a camera person on the stage. So I'm not saying it's going to be immediately disappointing. I just know that there'll be a part of me that's going to miss having audio, which may or may not be there on the same stage as the players and and everything like that. So I'm curious for 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 Battle of BC4, this was an event that you had not been planning intensely the entire way through the pandemic because Gallant Melee had, had I wanted, I keep wanting to say Gallant Melee Open, but that's what I'm referring yeah. to. All the Gallant Melee Open events where you were very ambitious with how you wanted to present those on stream, make the online event feel a little bit more unique compared to the other online events that were going on throughout 2021 uh the end of 2020 so you're thinking to yourself though eventually this will get to a point where we can have in-person events again eventually i'm going to be able to have battle of bc4 for you when did it start becoming more of a reality of you saying i can book this venue now like was this a year plus ago yeah i want to say it was a little under a year, I want to say that I got the venue booking process started maybe August of last year. So August 2021 is when we started figuring out that, hey, like, it's looking like we can put this down. And we we're really cautious at the start. We were like, I mean, we'll put it down, might have to get moved. We're OK if the pandemic ha- continues badly, we'll push it out or whatever. But we might be able to do something in in June of next year. And uh, I'm so blessed that we were able to. The main bulk of the planning, um, there's there's a lot of phases when you're hosting a major, right? But the real pedal to the metal, I guess, came in, in March. In March, the 90 days leading up to the event was kind of the real, like, every single day of my life, I wake up and I think about Battle of BC, and I sleep and I think about Battle of BC. Mm. And it went, because, uh, yeah, 90 days out from the event is when we did our big social push to start, like, registering all that kind of stuff, um, everything getting out there. Once reg opens up, like, yeah, really, the floodgates are open because everything needs to, you have a timeline, and every day you're just getting closer to that dead deadline of the actual event but there's so many things that have deadlines that need to be oh this needs to happen at least a month before the event a month and a half before the month event two months and a lot of these things the sooner you figure them out the better the better uh, you can execute on them um i think with battle of bc it was a remind it was fun to do it uh to to put all my effort into an in-person major and it reminded me of just how much freaking work there is with an in-person <laughs> major my god so i ran five gallant melee opens and pound online so those are like six basically majors online majors if you will uh in the past like since january 2021 so six online majors and like the the work differential is insane because when you're running an in-person event there's a couple limitations like there's just so many more logistics to coordinate oh, for something sure. in person. And another big thing that I always remember or like realize again when I'm in person is just I'm only one person. I need <laughs> I need a strong team of people who who are really, really freaking good at what they do. And you saw it in the end product with Battle of BC. 
that product is not the work of just my efforts. It's the effort of a significant number of people. So I just want to take one quick sec to shout out the directors of the event. There's like a, a director's chat and a couple of people who are who are MVPs. Uh, everybody on the event was an MVP. But Jared and Arnaud are my two kind of right-hand men when I do the uh, the TOing and the event organizing side of the event. Jared bike posts and aimed Arnaud triple threat. Uh, I've been Ooh. with them. I've known with I've known of I've known them for a very 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 long time at this point. Back when I when they were in first year of UBC is when I met them, and they were execs on my team when I was a, a part of the UBC Esports Association, and that's where they got their into, into the scene. And now years years later, we're hosting such a sick event together. And then always always an MVP on anything I do is Primal. Like the event looked friggin' fantastic, and Primal is the creative head of everything we do for gallant gaming battle of bc from the broadcast to the social aesthetic to the star gg like that's primal's beautiful work um tons of other people to shout out here but i'm already starting to have that blanking happen so i'm just gonna leave the list <laughs> there but my family of course and, yeah, oh of course, of course. You my know family you pulled are. in huge my family pulled yeah, everybody who had a big part everybody who contributed and supported ballad bc in literally any way thanks so much and they know who they are for mm. sure but my family actually pulled up huge i'm actually so grateful to have a family that supports what i'm doing my mom ran the merch booth all weekend long she was kind of the head honcho of the merch booth that's my awesome. dad yeah my dad you know for 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 years at this point my dad has been helping me with my crt collection he'll he'll never say no to helping me take a load of crts <laughs> across the city to some random event and uh even my brother and his girlfriend came by and helped out and supported my cousins came and volunteered so yeah it's really it takes it takes a village to host the major <laughs> <laughs> so i'm thinking about how a lot of people just came out of the woodworks as this event is happening and they're tweeting they're saying i'm i'm not missing this again i'm gonna be here every time this is awesome and then people tweeting i i can't I, i'm not there but i have to be there next year that kind of stuff mm -hmm. for you i'm sure there's a lot of validation when it comes to that but could you have were you were you hoping for that were you hoping for that in in the sense that you you want to shoot for the stars but you always have to be realistic about how things turn out there's so many different things that could go wrong in terms of hosting an event like you said because there's so many moving pieces but everything seemed to go really really well as far as i could tell from the outsider's perspective and you could you could disagree if, if you want to you're more than welcome to but i'm trying to say that as far as i could tell everybody's saying yeah i'm here and i'm never missing this again or to those who weren't there going why am i not there i feel so bad about it like that's your event that people are yeah. saying that about yeah it's it's uh it's humbling the right word it's a it's a humbling feeling when people are just what yeah everybody who came to the event said they're either like frame one register they're, they're guaranteeing pretty much they'll never miss a battle of the bc and that's just heartwarming it's just feeling the the recognition and the respect and that hey Battle of BC, because this isn't the first Battle of BC, right? We've right. done four, right? This is the fourth. Battle of BC 3 was big too. Battle of BC 2 was big and Battle of BC 1. They were all sizable and significant events. And I'd always said, yeah, we're running a major and all that stuff. And it did have qualities of what makes a major. But with Battle of BC 4, like from the get-go, from the jump, people were giving it the respect 
and like the, the scale and admiration that I'd always dreamt and like spoke of Battle of BC as. And now everybody just agreed like Battle of BC, <laughs> sick as fuck. I'm literally never missing that tournament again. Um, yeah, it's it's a fantastic feeling. And from the inside as well, like I'll echo that. No, I, I think because of the amount and the significant amount of planning and hard work we put in leading into the event combined with just the amount of experienced people I have on my team, like from me now, like we have so many people on my core team, like of those, like the seven directors I was benching, right? Like every one of those guys, if I asked them to do something or if there was, I would trust them to do pretty much literally I do trust them to do anything, right? <laughs> so I know we're in such good hands. Anytime shit it's the fan, they'll all it'll always be handled. But guess what? She just didn't have time to hit the fan because Ooh. we had it already handled. So uh yeah, I I couldn't be more proud of how the event actually turned out there. Like from the uh, we did a significant amount of feedback forms on all the attendees, on the staff, on the commentators after the event, and like all of the things that my team has recognized we did on that we could do better are just opportunities, right? Because mm -hmm. as I said, like this is the first in-person major we've hosted since Battle BC 3, which was three years ago, 2019 March. And we were different people then, right? I was a university student in my fourth year, still young, still like, you know, a baby basically. And uh, three years later, a lot has changed, right? I started working full time. I'm a software engineer by day. I'm like, I became, I guess, a professional and learned how a big company works and stuff like that. Mm. And then in the Smash scene, I've grown significantly as well in terms of my experience since launching Gallant and getting to meet people all over the world and work with some of the best, not just locally, but globally. Um, I feel like, yeah, as well as my team as well, like Jared and Arno, they were babies back then, but now they're both full-time esports professionals as well. So, uh, yeah, that's a lot of the things that made Battle of BC so successful are, are right there. And I, I just had another train of thought that I blanked on. You know, so a little small story in all of this that I think about is I want to give Gallant Melee Open online events credit for putting together Walton Radar commentary and giving them top eights for Gallant Melee Open. I think that's the bigger thing. I think Walton Radar would do stuff like TMT or they would do other online events. But I think Gallant Melee Open was probably Probably the first time I remember saying, oh, Walton Radar doing commentary, not just in terms of, you know, an online stream for an event, which is great, but actually doing top eight, commentating grand finals, that sort of thing. And then Battle BC4, they had the first half of top eight. And... I love that little, like, the, there's that little growth pattern thing there. I mean, yep. you, you, since you're a head TO, maybe you didn't have your hands directly in this, but just talk to me about, like, seeing little things like that, even if you don't want to necessarily talk about no, Walton Radar and inflate Walt's already massive ego. <laughs> no, no, I did have, I did have a significant role in that. I put together commentary schedules for both games. Uh, I, this is a problem, actually. I, I wear more hats than I should be still, even though I'm like working really hard on delegating things. There are just so many things that I want to have the 
the fun of putting together commentary scheduling is literally a puzzle solving game but yeah walt and radar are awesome i've known radar and walt for a hot minute now um radar actually yeah he's from my scene he's here in vancouver he moved mm -hmm. here a couple of years ago he he used to come to he's come to a number of deer tournaments he used to come to a tournament i hosted my first time meeting him in person actually i used to host a tournament series called deer's den and it was in my parents garage and it was a summer <laughs> weekly go. series <laughs> yeah, it was like a 20 to 30 person weekly in my garage. And that was always really fun. And that's where I met Radar. Radar, the, my first interaction with Radar, I was I actually didn't really like him that all that much. Because I had met him online and we played a set and he was a talker. He oh, talked to me yeah. during the set. <laughs> and he beat me and he started explaining stuff to me he, he totally he's matured and grown a lot since then and i think he recognizes he shouldn't do that now but yeah that was my first impression <laughs> and we just got i love him i love him i just thought that was really funny because now I, I think about our relationship we have now where he's just like one of my like such a big homie and just like a brother as i see um yeah, him and Walt, I always knew they had, I think I first saw them as a duo doing their podcast, right? The mix up when, yes. when they first saw that. And then I started putting them on blocks at the GMO at the boat, Gommel boat party. Um, Walt came up to me and actually he, he thanked me for this. And I, it was something that I'm just like, I think you guys are just really, really good at what you do. And I personally love hearing your guys' commentary together. So it was a no-brainer for me. So I'm always happy to give them the opportunities to to grow and, and grow because, yeah, I, I'm a big fan of what they do. I think my approach when I'm hosting or organizing any event is I think about what would I like as a player as a comment sorry as a viewer or mm -hmm. as an attendee and i just try and make that happen i kind of just use my own biases there and i go with my guts there um but what i think would be fun because as i was saying earlier before being a tournament organizer i am a melee fan and fanatic and player i live in eat and breathe in melee at this point all these melee discs <laughs> behind me and stuff yeah you carry he, TVs? Hugely proud of them. I carry hella TVs. Shout out to Nat for making this amazing shirt. I even have a TV right behind me. <laughs> yeah. Also, this hat behind me has a lot of lore. Do you want to hear the lore of this yes, hat? Yes, please. Please. Oh, my God. So this is a rare limited edition. One of three, I want to say. Maybe five. Ooh. Gallant black printed hat. So this is a misprinted hat from one of the, the Gallant Melee Open events. Um, and it's not even my hat. It's Dobie's hat. So Dobie, the Gallant Gamer, is one of the players that Gallant sponsors. He's a really good friend of mine from Alberta. And uh, he was wearing this hat at Battle of BC, and he was sitting in the front row. And the lights on the stage can be a little bit blinding at times for players yeah. uh, because we need them to look all pretty on camera. And so Hungrybox is playing and uh, before his next set. He gets off the stage and he goes up to Dobie, who's sitting in the front row, and he says, "Can I borrow your hat, like to block out the to block it out, right?" And so Hungrybox wore a, ga a gallant hat the rest of the, the top eight at Battle of BC. Um, but he, after top eight ended, he kind of immediately he he left, right? He he went back because he was going to be commentating the ultimate top eight second half. So he wanted to go take a break, shower, chill, do whatever. He didn't return the hat before going back to his hotel room, and so this hat travel. So he, we never got the hat back from Hungrybox. Oh, Hungrybox no. stole Dobie's hat. Oh no! And Dobie has a whole Twitter thread of the Hat Chronicles, but 
Hungrybox said he would bring it to Gommel, and I managed to retrieve the hat. So uh, <laughs> I traded Hungrybox for a brand new, fresh purple gallant hat for this Dobie's Dobie's rare gallant black hat. So yeah, that's the lore of the hat. <laughs> I'm I am actually a little bit surprised that the hat did get back to you in a relatively fast fashion. That sounds like one of those things where. It would like a year or two would go by and you would go, I don't even want to DM Hungrybox anymore about this. I already DM him too much about doing other stuff anyway. Ugh, this sucks. And then you'll just randomly see it at the next Florida event that you go to. You'll look over and you'll be like, Toby's hat. And you'll run up to the person and you'll go, where'd you get that hat from? Oh, I was just at Hungrybox's and he gave it to me. Uh, I want oh, it. My it's my hat. <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, I'm glad we successfully retrieved the hat for Toby. And yeah, Hungrybox rocked a, a gallant hat um, at the after party. Then I traded him out for a new one. And it's, it's kind of, uh, again, this is another thing that's humbling for me and like helps rather... I'm trying to figure out the wording of this. Yeah, yeah, humbling. When I see people wearing gallant merch in public, mm. and that's something going to an IRL major kind of gives me the opportunity to really see because that's one of the places people love wearing their melee merch is at majors. And seeing so many people rocking Battle of BC merch and gallant melee open merch and whatnot, even just gallant logoed hats and shirts and stuff, it always is like, wow. We built that. We did that. And people love Gallant so much that they're willing to and want to rock it proudly on their chest or on their hat or stickers. You know, I got a Gallant sticker on pretty much everything I got at this point. But there's other people who do, too. And they're not the people who created this. They're not the people who are like so invested in it. They're people who just love it and are fans of it. And uh, yeah, I'm so, so appreciative of all the people who are Gallant fans at this point. And whenever I go to an in-person event, I get reminded of of that, if that people are, are grateful for, for the work Gallant's been doing and are excited to continue supporting Gallant to do bigger and better things. So, yeah. So I'm interested in hearing about the Gallant gaming work that happens uh, other than when Battle BC is being run. And you're talking about running locals. I see you tweet about it every now and again saying yep we're doing the local thing here come and check it out that kind of stuff and i'm just curious about how much involved gallant gaming is in those in that kind of sense or if that's just you specifically saying i can run this stream i can run this event because we're going to get all the homies together and we're going to play ultimate slash mainly slash whatever yeah so right now like what i'm recognizing and feeling these days is just my bandwidth is difficult to manage right there's so many <laughs> yeah. so many so many projects i want to do and i would love to be all in just doing right if you gave me a challenge like oh run the best work local in the world like i'd love to take that on right but i have to figure out what to invest myself in at this point because otherwise i'm burning myself out and i'm spreading myself too thin even right now i have like four projects right now literally Oops. actively ongoing on top of still wrapping up some battle of bc stuff so um locals are in the pipes i really after battle of bc like there's not too many strong locals going on regularly right now in the bc region rather specifically in vancouver there's a couple mm -hmm. outside the lower man mainland um and I really want to pop off running Vancouver locals again, but I personally can no longer, I'm not in a position where I can commit and guarantee that I'll have six to eight hours every week to spend an entire evening running a local. So now I'm at the point with Gallant because of the scale we're getting at where, hey, I can just hire some of my team members to, to be the ones to do this. And I have people I trust enough and who are more than comp 
more than capable of yes running this sick local for me um as a part of gallant so yeah i really want to continue supporting and being involved and growing and carrying on our local scene uh, and battle of bc was really cool for me because so many of the melee heads showed up so bc has had a very very long rich history of our melee scene the bc melee scene's dope but we do have quite a few old heads who are in that 25 to 35 year old range now um <laughs> old heads relative to the scene of you know? course of course um, yes <laughs> who don't who don't necessarily go to locals who sit at home and play slippy just because it's difficult for them to make that happen right but with Battle of BC, it was so cool to see all the people come out. We had 300 entrants nearly for Melee, and 75% of the... So I did a lot of graphing and stats about Battle of BC afterwards. 75% of the entrants, roughly, were from BC. So, like, that that is quite a few Melee players and enthusiasts here in BC. Um, and another big, big demographic in BC is the casuals and the spectators and the entry-level players right now. And I think having strong locals is what it takes to get those people more invested in the scene and more regularly attending these things. Um, I'm not sure if you saw, but yeah, we did hit our cap on Battle of BC. We hit our hard cap of 10, 24 attendees. Um, which was awesome because we hit that on the Friday. Like we sold out of spectator passes and everything. So literally like we were supposed to have spectator passes available at the door on Saturday, but because we, and as well as Friday, but because we had hit our cap on the Friday, like we were, we were like, no, we can. And we had so many people begging us, Hey, uh. I'm in town. I really, really want to come to Battle BC. So on Sunday morning, Sorry, on Saturday evening, I put out a tweet saying we'll sell 50 spectator passes, last minute, one day spectator passes, 30 bucks a pop, and they'll go on sale on Sunday morning at 8 a.m. 50 passes. They sold out in three minutes at 8 a.m. That means people, <laughs> 50 people woke up at 8 a.m. on a Sunday. On a Sunday. Because they really, really wanted to come to Battle of VC. Can you imagine? I can't get 50 people to come to a local just like that, you know? <laughs> so it was it was so, so cool to see. Um, the natural and organic marketing of the event that comes by all the people attending the event, loving the city, having a great time. I'm a huge Vancouver fan. Like, I'm a Vancouver ride or die. I, I am the Vancouver plug. I tell people about how sick the city is. And for all of these people from around the world to be in Vancouver and enjoying Vancouver the way I I see Vancouver. It it was awesome, and they were sharing that love on Twitter. I mean, Leffen literally said, "Best city in North America," right? Amza's moving here because he attended Battle of BC too. So, um, <laughs> like, yeah, uh, yeah. Shout out to Vancouver. <laughs> Who was the highest performing BC player? Do you know offhand? Uh, Elliot. Elliot came thirteenth. He beat Null in an upset, and he actually gave Leffen a pretty tough time. He took a game off Leffen, and he could have taken two if he didn't throw the other one. But Leffen uh, <laughs> he, he took a game off Moki as well. He had a good set. So shouts to Elliot, also known as the Weapon. If people don't know who I'm talking about with Elliot, because the Weapon is his new tag as well. But he goes back and forth at this point. <laughs> but. Yeah, Elliot came to one of my first ever tournaments, like in like 20, 2014 it was, UBC Cup, and he was like 10 years old. Um, he literally came with his mom. He he showed up to the event before I showed up to the event, and I was running the event, and he was waiting outside the venue with his mom kind of thing. And uh, we have some iconic photos from the, the event with him and Silent Wolf playing friendlies, and he's just such a baby. And to see that kid 
now he just graduated high school. He literally just finished high school and he's placing 13th at our biggest ever tournament we've had beating pros from around the world was also just another crazy story. There needs to be a PG stats video on Elliot. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And that's one of the tough things. This is also another hat that you ultimately wear is uh, dear, the author, dear, the content creator. And we'll talk about the author stuff first. You've written so many things about different experiences that you've had. One of the things that immediately intrigued me about you when I first researched you to bring you on for the first interview that we did a year plus ago was how many things you had written in the past just to say, this is what, this is my time spent here. This is what I did. This is how I felt about it, which is great because I don't do that. I guess I podcast about my feelings, but you, you, you write a lot of this stuff out. Have you gotten the chance to write about battle of BC four? Actually, I recently had, uh, so yeah, immediately after Battle of BC, I, I actually really wanted to, but then I was so burned out. I, I kind of just slept for like a week after the event. <laughs> I had yes, the chance to finally pen down a lot of my thoughts um, during the flight home from Gommel the other night. So I, I really want to put out um, my thoughts and summation of, honestly, whenever I sit down and start doing that stuff these days, I just start feeling like, Holy shit, so much is going on. I yes. have so, so much I want to talk about. And sometimes I get tired and I'm just like <laughs> writing it. I'm just like, oh my God. And then I'll and I'll, then I'll take a break. So I do have a couple like half-written notes. You'll notice that, yeah, I haven't put out one of these in the past little while, but every couple months I will try and write <laughs> one of these down. So I do on my phone now just have a bunch of notepads with half-written stories about things and whatnot. But I do need to and really want to get one down about my time at Battle with Battle of BC4. Um, but yeah, it just doesn't stop, man. Like, even after Battle of BC4 ended, like, I still have some work to do, right? I mean, payouts is actually such a headache. I'm still working on finalizing some payouts. I gave myself a month deadline, July 11th, to finish all the payouts. I have, like, 70, 80 people to pay, right? That's a lot of work to coordinate. And I don't have an accountant. I don't have a finance guy. I'm the one on PayPal sending these things out, right? Uh, I'm currently locked out of my PayPal, so PayPal. I hate PayPal so much <laughs> with burning passion, like... That is one of the use cases of crypto that I think is actually really, really good. It's just being able to send people money instantly without fees and stuff. Like, so if everybody <laughs> just started using Nano or something like that, Got it would him. genuinely be much, much better than PayPal because PayPal sucks. Um, <laughs> I hate you, PayPal. Just, every TO knows how much PayPal sucks. Um, other stuff, yeah, just recap. I have, to, we've been making a deck for our partners. We had a lot of partners on Battle of BC, less than I'd like for future Battle of BC. I'm hoping to have a lot more partners, but Surfshark helped us out a ton, which was awesome because Surfshark doesn't really do too much in the Smash space. And I think this was their first time sponsoring a major Smash event. So they helped us out a ton. Red Bull, uh, the gaming stadium, Jack Lynx, HyperX. So I need to make a deck for them. That's additional follow-up work. Uh, but you know the craziest part? I'm already working on Battle BC5. Oh, like, it's of, course. of course. Yeah, like immediately after, we're like, all right, when's Battle BC5? Because now everybody's coming to Battle BC5. Mm -hmm. Everybody's coming to Battle BC5. Now it's just on us to just together the best event. It's really cool because now we don't have to worry on that big problem of how do we get all the players to come to the event? They're going to come to the event. Now we can really invest all our time and effort into how do we make this event 
even more freaking awesome, right? Um, as well as save the the cost associated with having to house and support flights on people because you'd be surprised a lot of people, even with sponsors, even with teams, they do need help coming up to the event. So, you know, that big chunk of money that we spent on housing all these folks and paying for parts of their flights will now be spent towards investing and making the event even bigger and better, um, which I'm really excited to take on. And I'm curious about, so something that I've always enjoyed, and I don't hold you to not holding your feet to the fire here about good morning melee, but that it was something that I enjoyed quite a bit during the, during the times that you would record and do that. And your Brandon interview, AKA the waffle 77 is the Twitch is, is the Twitch stream. Ah, young waff waffles Young mm-hmm. and then aiden calvin which i think is still my favorite interview that you did specifically not to mm. not to say that any of the other interviews that you did were, were worse by comparison i'm just saying i think that was a great way for aiden to be able to sort of like just say this was my time in the melee community as a to on his way out which was a really fun perspective to just like steep in while you went back and forth about his time in the scene coming up and then, and then starting to be less involved in. So nowadays I don't see as much good morning melee, which is, which is perfectly fine. It's not like you're trying to both finish up battle BC four and start working on things for battle BC five and have a full-time job and just, you know, want to maybe fucking chill for once, uh, that kind of thing. So, just uh, talk to me about uh, talk to me about what maybe perhaps a favorite memory of yours associated with just like pulling Good Morning Melee out of the air and going, oh yeah, I got a good brand, I got good stuff going on. Oh man, I love Good Morning Melee. Those are one of my favorite things when I get the chance to put my time into making them. I usually kind of just one shot them, like the editing I do myself, and I'll just usually record it all. Um, I I script it out. You can't really tell, but I'm usually reading from a screen. I have a, a screen reader thing. It's just on my phone that's reading the Good nice. Morning Melee script, and it's usually just a one take, like three, four minutes of me just trying to read all of this um, as naturally and charismatically as I can. <laughs> I really wanted to do a Good Morning Melee for Battle of BC, man. Like, I really tried on it. Like, it was on my list list of things to do in the last week before it but as you can imagine a billion other things came up in the last oh, week to do, and a billion other things that had higher precedence i'm glad i did manage to get that tweet out i'm not sure if you saw but on on the first morning of valor bc i threw out a tweet where i did open with good morning melee i did and see I, that and i did talk about the event a little bit um but yeah trust me uh at the next gallant melee open i'll give you a really proper good morning <laughs> melee episode including an interview that i'll do for sure and i'm not sure with who yet but i love good morning melee and um that was good morning melee was is is a big big it holds a really big place in my heart um it was kind of how i feel like i got more involved with the global melee scene uh because good morning melee originated from the five days of melee yes which God, it was like December 2020, which is a while ago now. But in December 2020, when we were doing the five days of Melee, that's kind of how I got involved with that project is, hey, I decided to create and invent this morning show. Shout outs to Kump for helping out with the branding of that. Mm-hmm. Kump, Kump's another one of those legends behind the scenes. He also made the Battle BC trophies. So if you enjoyed those trophies, that's also Kump's work. Let's he also go, made Kump. all the gallant. 
He also made the gallant melee open trophies, you know, the hungry box one of like the the glowing puff and stuff. But anyways, <laughs> uh, good morning melee is super fun. I I really enjoy doing that. I really enjoy making content. Like you've also probably seen at summits when I attend, I I try and do some video interview content, summit on the spot kind of thing. I did some good ones with Amza back in the day at the at summit 12 and summit 13. I managed to still get three in before we had to close down things. Uh, right. I got an interview with spark in there i got an interview with squid love good morning melee and i think more fun content like that is stuff i'm really excited for people to be bringing to events i think um i see the event broadcast experience i think slightly differently than some other tos do and i see a really unique opportunity there gallant melee open is where i have had the chance to be most hands-on with experimenting with this kind of stuff and trying things out where we'll We'll integrate content into the broadcast and we'll make the broadcast not just, hey, you watch a match and you take a break for a while while you wait for the next match to pull up, but it's a whole on experience. You're viewing this as entertainment, right? So every time we have a break screen, we'd throw up like minute melee tutorials and other people's content and stuff like that and creating new content for it. We do a Friday content day. Like I want to make viewing a melee tournament an entire experience. Um, and I think with Battle of BC4, you know, that was our first time scaling things up. And we, again, learned some lessons and stuff. There was dead time on the stream. There were opportunities where I wish we had some sick content to just throw in there. And so that's something I'm definitely going to continue playing around and trying out with is figuring out how we can do that kind of stuff and make the stream even cooler. And that's kind of how Good Morning Mail even came to be. So, yeah. It's just one of the many awesome things that came out of Five Days of Melee, which I, again, that was, it's, it's going to be an event that I remember for the rest of my life. But uh, I think something that I think is like, like almost one of the more important things that came out of it, aside from all the, the funds that were raised, was how I think that was uh, definitely a big part of how you decided. I like the idea of content being around tournament brackets and all the Galamela Opens that had Content Fridays or tried to do stuff just aside from here's the stream and here's the melee, go enjoy the melee. Uh, it led to you ultimately having Radar host uh, the Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, right? Or was it Melee Jeopardy? Yeah. No, we did Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Historical event. And I think that's something I don't think about either enough. Like at Ballad BC, like we had... We had a couple historical things happen at Battle BC that I think kind of almost fly under the radar, no pun intended, Ooh. because of all of the other crazy shit that went down at that tournament. <laughs> Friday, we had a basketball side event. I don't know if you saw that, but we had a 70-person basketball tournament on Friday, like a proper three-on-three -three tournament with substitutes and everything. And that was super well received. And I don't know, like, I know side events like that have been toyed around with and stuff, but people were seriously playing basketball and that was <laughs> was so fun to see i was uh, screaming out there and then on the saturday yeah we had melee in air which is the first time we've had an irl content thing like that done at a major it was on the big stage there was a crowd full of people production was incredible shout outs to flashburn flashburn worked really really hard to create that experience it's not easy you know you'd think like that kind of stuff looks easy when you're watching it like oh yeah the button it just changes color blah blah, blah. 
but like what goes on behind the screens is more like like yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, edwin budding and radar did an amazing job writing all those questions play testing them out tof blew it away right he killed it on the hosting it was really entertaining and both moki and hungrybox were incredible guests to have on and amazing contestants they both made far runs and and were very entertaining so I, I really love that. I got I didn't get to watch it in full on the night of because I was running around, but I got to watch that back. That was one of my fo most fun parts about Battle BC is that week after I literally was just watching Battle BC VODs like every day. <laughs> so, yeah, I was like, oh, I haven't watched this set. Let me watch that. Yeah. <laughs> and so the tournament is going to ultimately fade away into into more of a further away memory because event battle bc5 will come around and then we'll be talking about that and we'll say oh what a great follow-up event to battle bc4 now battle bc5 is sort of like going to lead into battle bc6 and so on but getting too far ahead is crazy where you feel like you are now with melee is being a super fan it comes across so clearly in everything that you do dear i wonder about the the uh, like the the timeline of all of this of course you're you could say you're in your prime however you want to however you want to describe it but i think about when when the uh when the time of life moves on to other things or other interests i'm not trying to push you out dear i'm not trying to do that let me be clear but i am curious about what you think your what you think your long-term what your long-term plan is for melee because it's not because I'm thinking about dropping off or anything. Uh, if somebody asked me this question, I would describe it as, I want to do this as long as I ta can because I'm passionate about it right now. I'm passionate about it. I'm going to want to do stuff around it. So here I am doing the podcast stuff. And there's not really like a, like a closing date. I'll just keep doing it as long as it's fun and I'm really, really into it. That's how I would describe it. I'm curious about your perspective. Yeah, so I've been in the melee scene very seriously for maybe seven, eight years now, I want to say. Like the 10th, 11th grade was kind of my origin. And I really have grown up in this scene, right? Going from being 16, 15 to being 24. It's my birthday in a couple hours, 25. Like what? I've been, what? Yeah, okay. 7-7, seven, seven, yeah. Should so have it's up with my birthday. Happy been, birthday. Hey, Let's thank go. you so much. Thank you so much. I've been in my in my thoughts really the past couple of days thinking about this birthday coming up because yeah, 25. I'm no longer that young, right? Like it, does, <laughs> it doesn't round back. And I know, I know, I know, 25 is still very young in the grand scheme of things. But, but you said 25 to 35 earlier, so like, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I am feeling older now, right? And I am thinking about what's up with my life, where I'm at in life, all these exciting things going on. I'll save for certain right now like the people and the relationships i've like created with people in the melee scene they're not a, they're not based around melee right like if melee disappeared tomorrow like joe arno jared you like all these folks are still hopefully going to stay in my life like i want to hang out and see these people these are my best friends right like these are my bros at this point um i don't have any plans to stop with melee i actually am fully going the other way right now where tentatively hopefully all according to plan next march i'll be going full-time uh into gallant gaming right now i do have a day job as you've as you said mm -hmm. um but right now and i'm really hoping nobody at microsoft sees this so let's just but mm -hmm. um yeah i i just really feel right now everything that i'm doing with smash it it's so exciting and everything i'm doing with esports is so so exciting and and you know 
I, I want to put myself fully into this, right? Um, and so I'm excited to take that on and hopefully make that a viable thing that I can do next year. Um, next March is kind of when I've got that soft date set in my head. Um, and I want to see how far I can go with esports stuff. And it's not just like Melee is always going to be my lifeblood. And I want to run the sickest possible Melee events in the world. Like, that's my goal, right? I, I want to just run the sickest possible Melee experiences. I want to create the sickest possible Melee experiences. Because I realize what we do is much more than just creating an event. We're giving people these crazy experiences. Somebody at Battle of VC at the party on the, uh, on the Sunday, sorry, on the Saturday, came up to me and was like, this literally feels like Coachella if it was for Melee. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> That's awesome. You're, you're right. Like, we're all staying in the dorms across the street from the venue. We're all here at 2 a.m. partying and chilling with just smashers, right? Like, this is more than just... And, and we weren't playing. So it's much more than just based around the game. Um, yeah, I want to see just how crazy far I can take this. And I think it would be a shame for me to not put my all into it when I know what my all is capable of. And yeah, right now, like it is still a split, split of my passions. But I think about what if I really could wake up every morning and just put my entire efforts and bandwidth into creating experiences and focusing on Gallant Gaming instead of having to do this and Gallant Gaming. Because um, there are all these opportunities on the tables for Gallant. Content is a wing. Technology is a wing, you know. I am an engineer, and we do have technology plans. You see the shit Primal is doing all the time. Like mm -hmm. that's that's a part of the technology side of what we do, right? Um, that's awesome. I, yeah, working for other people. There's all these event opportunities coming at me too now, right? Gallant. I, the way I describe Gallant to people is, yeah, there's three wings, right? You're gonna get the whole business talk right here, right now. But uh, we host our own events, so that's like Battle of BC, the GMO series, all the local events and whatnot. We get, we do, we offer event production services, right? So you can hire Gallant to host your events. I hosted Pound last year online, so Pound 2021 online edition. I have some other upcoming opportunities to host events within Four Gimmer. I'm hosting Uprising in Korea. That's crazy. In September, I'm literally going to Korea. To host a melee tournament who the frick would you're have thought hosting go this dude that's so cool yeah i'm hosting uprising like who would have thought let's go I, I would... yeah so I'm melee worldwide man i'm literally going to korea to run a melee tournament who would have thought um all these opportunities i want to just grab them right i just want to do it i just want to run these things i just want to i just want to get the chance to um but I can't right now. So I'm excited to be able to do that in full. I also want to try and expand outside of just Smash. But for me, I don't want to be doing anything that I'm not super invested and passionate about. And I know not everything is going to be, oh my God, I love this. I want to do this. But uh, <laughs> payouts. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, there's so many things I, I don't love and want to do. Uh, big game I have on my radar for Gallant to start doing exciting stuff for is Project L. So that's a League of Legends based fighting game uh, coming out from Riot. We don't know when it's coming out. Maybe late this year is my like dream, but realistically, it's probably sometime next year. But what I want to do and what I plan to do and what I'm really excited to do is I love the Gallant Melee open model that we've created, right? There are some of yep. the sickest online events. They're so comprehensive. We have a ladder. Like we always have thousands of sets played on the ladder. Like we run great tournaments. Um, I want to take that model and apply it to P Project Plus, 
Like that game is optimized for online play, right? The rollback netcode from the get-go is going to be insane. And it's also going to be a brand new game. So stuff like content around the game and lessons on the game and information about the game, like tutorials, is going to be so welcomed in the scene. So creating a Gallant Project Plus open kind of event series would, would be really, really fun, I think, of a challenge to take on. Yes, and because there's going to be people who want to get on that right away, but since Project Plus, shout out to the Project Plus community, I mean, you know disrespect when I say this, but it's on the smaller side and it has to be very grassroots and, and underground because of just the, I mean, we're, we all know why. <laughs> I won't be super specific, you don't have to hear it, but that means that there's going to be people like Saber who are always doing stuff like making sure that the the god of the mod series on mango's twitch channel happens and that people can see project plus but the more opportunities there are like that the better and so rollback for project plus would be absolutely awesome that's why there's slight confusion there definitely a confusing thing project l is, is is not anything to do with project plus even though it's so confusing that the name is that project l is the league of legends fighting game that's going to be coming did you say project plus somewhere in there in my I must have. I okay because yeah. i was following that's along true. with league of legends and then i heard you say project plus and i went Wait a minute. Project L. Project L. That's the uh, that's the working title. It's a pretty shitty title. I'm curious what they're going to actually name the game. But yeah, Project L is the fighting game being created by the Cannon brother, Brothers brothers in association <laughs> with Riot Games. Uh, yeah. Might be. <clears throat> no, but shout out to Project Plus. I actually have plans to start hosting Project Plus stuff as well at the Gallant Smash Locals. Uh, my goal right now is at the Gallant Smash Locals for Ultimate that we're going to be hosting. I want to add Project Plus as a side event to those and have it be with auto L canceling on as kind of a gateway drug for people from the Ultimate scene to start experiencing the hype of Project Plus. Mm -hmm. And then maybe some of those will also want to experience the hype of Melee, but also uh. just to have it growing <laughs> and, and support the Project Plus scene and help create it. Because I know there's some really good Project Plus players in our region, but I don't, they don't have a scene, so... Oh, okay. So Project L needs to definitely be a different title. Let's go fighting games, though. And if Riot's yeah. making one, it'll probably be successful on some kind of level, because Riot Games does put a lot into the esports side of what they do they make good games they make pretty good games from that uh, well league is kind of a dumpster fire right now but they do good stuff in <laughs> esports yep <laughs> so other than other than other than hot takes what else can we get from you what are the thoughts you have before we get you out of here because we could talk for a really long time but i want to be respectful of your time because maybe you could do something else tonight other than spend an extra hour going at this which of course dear i appreciate your time thank you so much what 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 other closing thoughts would you like to add before we get going here hmm there's so many things um hmm yeah, locals. I'm really excited to host locals again sometime soon. I'm excited to be traveling for events. South um, Korea, see y'all. Korea is going to, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And, and a bunch of people have already told me they're coming to that. Cody's coming to that. Leffen's planning to come to that. Hungrybox is planning to come to that. And it's like, <laughs> damn. Uh, Project, sorry. Uprising is going to be a really interesting challenge for me in Seoul because I'm planning to be running that event on uh, on monitors. I've run a couple events on monitors, like local events, but they're not always the most well-received, even though I'm doing everything right, per se. Like, I, I have the <laughs> proper adapter. I have all the codes. I have really good, consistent TV. But still, people give me a hard time. So, um, I'm... 
fingers crossed that like with this event we do get it right and people do just like oh yeah that's great that was really fine um because that's kind of the only worry i have about that i'm flying out 24 of my wii's to korea <laughs> which is gonna what? be fun um, yeah i don't know if you know this but i have a, a wii setup vault so i have about 50 to 60 Wii setups. And so I actually provided setups to Gommel. I actually shipped out all my Wiis to Gommel. They're still on their way back right now from Toronto. So I, yeah, I provided the setups there and I actually recorded. Uh, this is something that I feel like I wish more events were doing, but Battle of BC and Gommel, I did this. And I, whenever I go to Summit, I do this as well, is I record all of the slippy files on every console there. Yes. And so from Battle of BC, I have 9,600 files yes. that are uploaded and sorted right now. I just need to make a Twitter post saying they're available. And I have plans to run those through Project Clippy and make like a crazy combo video thing. From Summit 12, I made like a, a 10 to 15 minute combo video of every 10 plus hit combo. Mm -hmm. And that was really well received. And it was also just so fun to watch. So I'm excited to see what that looks like from Battle of BC as well as from Gommel. Um hot takes and whatnot i mean hmm. so crucial to do the slippy slippy file setup here, here are the here here they are the 40 40 usbs right here that i i take around the country with me yeah shout outs to slippy man shout outs to all the team that has made this kind of stuff possible like what we're doing on this 20 plus year old game mm -hmm. just blows my mind blows my mind Will we get to see Box Deer at the launch of Ranked whenever it comes out for Slippy Online? Will we get to see Will we get to see Box Box Deer go up the ranks? I hope so. I know how challenging it is for them to be creating Ranked. Like mm -hmm. I, when I start to think about the potential challenges, I'm just like, ah, shit. Like no, no. Sh of course, it's taking this long. Like mm -hmm. even just like the the black Pandora's box of cheating. Yes, like, yes. Cheating is a real thing in Melee right now online. There are actively people... I got leg switched on today, I'm pretty sure it felt like. Like, I had the game-winning edgeguard on this guy, and all of a sudden the game goes to 600 ping, and I can't even control my character, and then he, he just gets back on stage and up-smashes me, because that's how it goes in the Fox Puff matchup. But yeah, like, how are they going to be able to create an anti-cheat system? Well, they, they really can't, unless they... Mm -hmm. Uh, figure out some way to detect it on the slippy level which i'm sure is something that they're working on right but yeah there's so much that goes into creating ranked but i'm really excited for ranked to come out unranked is sometimes not the most fun experience these days mm -hmm. especially when you're playing jigglypuff mm -hmm. um i can only imagine the kind of gameplay i'm gonna have to deal with an actual ranked <laughs> but uh, <laughs> i hope i get good enough to do pretty well in ranked yeah mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it's the same thing with Unranked because that was the Pandora's box as well. All of a sudden, Fizzy went from theoreticals of I could do this amount of work and maintain all of the stuff that goes into making Unranked possible. But as soon as it goes live, it's supposed to stay live forever, I guess, theoretically. And so I'm sure a lot of time that Fizzy has to spend and the rest of the team has to spend is just making sure that Unranked continues to be functional, continues to be the product that it is as, as it stands right now. And I just, I can't imagine. So big shout outs to Fizzy and the, and the whole Slippy team, volunteers, the, the coders, the, all the primers, all the, all the things. Words that I don't know because I'm not an engineer. So other than that, 
dear let's make sure that we give shout outs to to uh what you got going on to make sure that they know exactly where to go for maybe twitch.tv slash gallant gaming those kind those kind of important things whatever whatever you have on your mind to shell for please shell away yeah for sure i'll do a couple of shows one of the big shows i'll do is to yeah youtube the youtube channel for gallant gaming we we posted all the vods from there on so i made a decision to take our vods from the event instead of give them to like bts or give them to vg bootcamp because i really want to grow the gallant gaming channel itself and i was really really proud of the reception that we had on the vods on our own youtube channel it was good gameplay so if you haven't already Go subscribe to the Gallant Gaming YouTube channel to keep up with the VODs from all of our events. If you got any Twitch Primes laying around that you haven't already, any, rather, give your Twitch Prime to Cypher, to Jesse. But if you do want to still support Gallant Gaming, twitch.tv slash Gallant Gaming, you can also get some cool emotes if you subscribe to us. We're not monetized uh, on my channel, so uh, go to Gallant okay, Gaming okay. and so get your emails. Go to Gallant Gaming. Yes, that's exactly right. <laughs> yeah, any Gallant Pogs in chat. And, um, uh, Keep up with me on my Twitter. I'm at Reindeer, the Gallant Gaming Twitter as well as where if you're ever looking for what events I'm hosting, the Gallant Gaming Twitter. Um, I will give a, uh, a spoiler in advance announcement. Nobody else outside has heard this, but I'll be doing another Gallant Melee Open this summer. Uh, Gallant Melee Open Summer Edition last year was my favorite Gallant Melee Open that we've done. Those, it those just, stages are so cool. Everything about Gallant Melee Open Summer, that was the one I think we had the most, like, after having, so yeah, we've done, like, five of them, right? Gallant Melee <laughs> Open Summer is the one I feel like we had the most resources and time invested into and like it shows and how sick that event was mm -hmm. um yeah so gallant melee open summer will return this summer tentative date am i am i confident enough tentative date right now is the weekend of august 19 to 21st so um i think it's right between shine and some other uh, yeah i'm blanking on it right now but it's an open weekend right now so i'm hoping we can like online is in an interesting spot, right? There's a lot every day. There's a tournament, and every yep. day there's people playing in online tournaments. But right now, there isn't really anything filling that online major role at all, right? Like mm -hmm. there's there's no Ludwig tournament, there's no Gallant May Open or anything like that. Like, yeah. but I think online majors present such a unique opportunity, right? They're accessible to everyone, and yeah, they're they're accessible is a big thing for me, right? Anybody can play without having to get their flight, their housing and all that stuff sorted out and be a part of this thing that's bigger, which is always really cool. Yeah. So, uh, and, and one thing that I think is really cool and that I think is a little bit underrepresented right now is something that I do. I just became a TO a couple weeks ago, dear. I, I host my, my local online local, if you will, with, with somebody who's the head TO. So I'm, you know, I'm helping out with stuff and I'm helping out with commentary on the stream and stuff. So nothing super duper. I'm not, I am nowhere near you, dear. I'm not trying to upstage you, but I'm no, beginning my worry. TO journey a little bit here. And one of the things that we do or the the main thing that we focus on in terms of why enter our event we will give you gas money and pay for your venue and entry fee to an irl event so you win our tournament you get to go to a, a local event in your area because we're, we're not specifically region locking to pennsylvania the state that i live in it's sort of like a tri-state kind of ish map so if you normally go to the nightclub or you haven't been there in a while well now you now you can go because you won the tournament so we're going to pay for your venue entry fee 
and we'll give you gas money to get to nightclub or whatever the IRL local that you're closest to happens to be. And I love the idea of, 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 of maybe online events. It doesn't have to be Gallant Gaming Open, sorry, Gallant Melee Open uh, summer edition tentatively in August. It doesn't have to be that where it goes, the winner gets to go to a big major or whatever. But did you know, we did that. We did that with Gallant Melee Open Spring. So Gallant Melee Open Spring, the winners for Gallant Melee Open Spring got flights and registration for Battle BC. So Sunsei won the West Coast and mm-hmm. Swift won the East Coast. And they actually both, yeah, I, I flew them out and brought them out. And I we totally actually had, forgot that you did that. We You're did right. A, we did a true grand finals, actually. So because we didn't want, we didn't have any cross. So most Gallant Melee Opens in the past, at the end, we'll cross the coasts where it'll be a top eight that's combined or top 30 that's combined. But with this Gallant Melee Open Spring, we did two fully separate brackets and never merged them and instead said we'll settle it offline so we did a first to five exhibition set between Sunsei and swift that's criminally un- underrated of a set because it's on our side stream and i'll find you <laughs> the link to watch it yourself afterwards but I would they love ran to. A, a first to five i think it went to game eight or something like that that was really fun i really love the idea of mixing in person and online I had a lot of crazy ideas over this past year when I was thinking about the last Gallant Melee Open in, uh, when was it? Uh, spring uh, spring 2022. That's what I just talked about. About how we can integrate in-person and online and create these hybrid mm-hmm. things. I have ideas like, what if we had a local and at the local there was a, a ladder that you'd play on at home or in person and you could play with people in this ladder queue by just going to one of the setups on a PC in the venue instead of uh, playing with someone offline and just finding ways that we can, yeah, take advantage of this insane technology that we have. So that's just it's just rabbit trails. We're getting, we're we're still lost in the sauce. Okay, yeah, but we're so in the sauce. It's all good. <laughs> Dear, thank you so much for joining me. Let's go ahead and get the intro que- uh, the sorry the outro queued up. But in the meantime, thank you for joining me. Thank you for taking the time to I mean talking about it. It's not as great as and and long lasting as writing, but looking forward to see seeing whatever you end up writing about battle bc4 and all the stuff that you're doing this summer this fall this winter next year and you know uh, i just want to go to battle bc5 so bad maybe i'll do what enwood does where he said i'll just go and i'll just figure it out later <laughs> you watch that melee stats yeah that melee stats video was so great though man <laughs> yeah please come I will. I would love to have you out there, and I'd love to see maybe IRL version of Bottom of the Smash Mountain. I get excited about when somebody says that to me, but um, uh-huh. uh, to anybody else who's watching this video, the one thing that I will say before we get going is that t- starting the time that this gets released is going to be the middle of next week. So we're recording live on Twitch right now. That's cool. And dear, thank you for sticking around for this thing. But who wants a free fob controller? The new wave where you have Poe that never actually occurs because it's magnetic inputs and blah, 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 blah. You've all seen fob controllers. You've seen the discourse. You go, I want one of those. You find out that they're still expensive because it's somebody taking a controller and doing stuff to it. They're not 50 bucks or whatever. If you want a free fob controller, I am doing a fob controller giveaway with BSM Pod, Bottom of the Smash Mountain. So follow me at BSM Pod. Sorry, I guess that's my podcast Twitter. That's not me personally at Cypher003. You can follow me there too if you want, but you should be keeping an eye out for a tweet that will go live where all you have to do is follow, retweet, that kind of stuff. 
I'm collaborating with Borg Technology. Hoborg is a New Jersey player. Shout out to Hoborg, who's also making fob controllers and rectangle style controllers as well. So it's super cool to do a collab like this. So shout out to Hoborg, shout out to Borg Technology. But you will be seeing that in the semi near future. So if you follow BSM Pod now, then you're all set to go. And you'll get to be able to partake in that and potentially win. And I looked up international shipping today. It's not as bad as I thought. So it doesn't matter if you're in Canada. It doesn't matter if you're in Germany. Enter this giveaway and maybe you'll get a free fob. Let's go. I love the fob. Shout out to the fob. You know, Phobos is from Vancouver, the person who invented the fob. What the heck? Yeah. I, I was yeah. I talked to Frost, um, one of the like the firmware developers, and f- he s- said nothing about Phobos being from Vancouver, and I feel like that's an important detail. <laughs> yeah, Phobos. Uh, I know we we were just wrapping up, but Phobos like randomly months ago posted in the BC Smash Facebook group, being like, "Hey, yeah, I like came up with this idea for a new motherboard for controllers. This is it. Check it out. Does anyone on the scene?" want to like test it because i suck at melee so i can't actually tell people <laughs> if it's good so then a couple of dc players like unruly and stuff started testing the fob before the fob was really the fob and now fob is everywhere yeah phobos came has come to all my local events in the past year and he's just a normal guy an o-tour but a really nice guy big yeah. shout outs that's yeah. awesome that's really cool yeah. So yeah. support your local scene and you will get people like Phobos coming up with the next great things for Melee, the game that we all love. Okay, let's go ahead and play the outro and dear stick around for the uh, thumbnail thing. We'll be right back, but also enjoy your day. Yeah.